0: Bobby Bones post show pre show.
1: So you know the the song that the ice cream truck used to play. Hmm. Here, this is the original song. Here, this is called Turkey in the Straw.
0: I have lyrics to this. Do people not? Well, no, Do chain your ears hang low. dun 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 hang low? Do they...
1: Yeah, that's a hip-hop song they took the to sample. No,
0: no, my grandma used to sing it.
1: Okay, well, anyway, it's a, it was a song that blackface actors used to do. Oh. It was kind of a, a song with racist origin.
0: Do you time in a knot, do time in a bow?
1: So what they would do, yeah, I mean, so, it, this song Turkey and the Straw has very racist roots, right? Oh. These minstrel actors would do this. So they made a new jingle Uh, one of the guys from Wu-Tang Clan did, and this is the new ice cream truck jingle. Here you go. Drop the beat. Ice cream truck drops the beat. Come on. Anyway, I just saw that in the news. Thought I'd bring it up. By the way, the real story of this. Here you go. Uh, the problem with the turkey and the straw is the racist roots. It goes back to minstrel shows in the 1800s where people would perform in blackface. And versions had very racist lyrics too. So Good Humor, the ice cream company, teamed up with one of the guys from wu Clan to develop a new ice cream truck jingle. He says, I want to make a melody that includes all communities. It's good for every driver, every kid. I'm proud to say for the first time in a long time, a new ice cream truck jingle will be made available to all trucks across the country. Awesome. Yeah. I, I had no idea the origin. I didn't even know the words to that song.
0: Me neither, but...
1: I just thought you meant chain hang low by j- by jibs. <laughs> no. <laughs> does your I... chain hang low? Does it bow to the flow? Does it? You know?
0: No, my grandma used to sing something, but I mean, now I'm like, I want to go look up what she was even saying. Because although she... I just worry that probably, yeah, she might have been singing a version that was...
1: That she was probably taught when she was a kid. Exactly. Uh, just not knowing any better. Juvenile headline of the day. Ready? Yep. Cops in Peters Township, Pennsylvania are warning of a man exposing himself in Peterswood Park.
0: Uh-huh. Okay.
1: <laughs> I told you was the juvenile headline of the day. Yeah. Police in Peters Township issued a warning after receiving reports of a man exposing himself. A man in loose running shorts, possibly in his 30s, has been exposing himself near the Arrowhead Trail. If you see him in Peterswood Park...
0: Watch out for his Peter. I
1: didn't say that. I said that. Amy said that. <laughs>
0: what?
1: I didn't say that. Uh, mom is horrified to find a nanny has been breastfeeding her baby.
0: No way. Nope. 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 No, that is disturbing. Why
1: is that? What if you had no food?
0: Okay, is that the case? I don't know. If that's the case, then okay, fine. The but the, the mom would also know. But the mom didn't know. The mom didn't know. That's crazy. That she would make explains
1: me think. that she and her husband are both active duty military, have a five-year-old girl and a ten-month-old boy. They needed help with the kids. They found themselves in a crunch and so the neighbor's 20-year-old daughter is who they ended up getting to come over a nanny for them. She said she was looking for someone who would love my kids as if they were her own, and it appeared that was the case. Mm-hmm. The mom caught the girl trying to breastfeed her son. Gross. One day, a rough day at work, had her checking in on her nanny cam, and she was just, like, trying to see the baby, having a bad day. And she got a young woman sitting on her bed trying to nurse the baby. Here's where it gets weirder. First mom waited till she got home that evening to talk things out. They did. The girl apologized. All right. But then mom got a niche and decided to roll through some more of the nanny cam footage. Turns out nanny had been unplugging the camera when putting the baby down to nap and had closed a little daughter in the pantry and even left her son in the backyard unattended. Mm. Did you hear that last part? Put her little daughter in the pantry?
0: Yeah. I mean, I heard it. I'm like, okay, so maybe that was a, a room she felt that she could just shut the door and she'd be safe in.
1: Mom later learned that nanny had also taken some old baby clothes and a blanket from her home.
0: Um, that's psychotic.
1: I think the craziest part is probably the breastfeeding, when you don't know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one more here. The Connors will be the first broadcast TV sitcom to resume production.
0: That's the Roseanne That's show? the
1: Roseanne, Roseanne spinoff.
0: Sans Roseanne.
1: That still crushed it without Roseanne. And so they're going back. Uh, so that's just some news I wanted to share that we were kind of talking about before we went off the air. Um... Oh, I, I'll mention this, too. Um, Mike does a podcast called Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, right? And he's talking about a movie called Project Power, but he is also doing something on most famous movies from each state. Right? Yes, I'm doing all 50 states trying to find the most famous one. In each podcast, you're in 50? On one podcast? I'm in... doing four episodes and covering all of the regions. In Arkansas? Hmm. Have you done Arkansas yet? I haven't made it there yet. Are you doing alphabetical? No, by region, so I did the Northeast this week. Uh, Texas, Amy, you, you go. Te- the f-
0: most popular movie in Texas? Yeah. Texas. Uh, oh, Dazed and Confused.
1: That's a good one. Ooh. That one and Texas Chainsaw are probably the I, biggest right now. I was about to what say about that, Friday but Night then Night I thought Lights.
0: too obvious.
1: Uh, not as famous as those two. Raymundo, Michigan. What's the most famous movie in Michigan? Like, yeah, American Pie or 8 Mile, eight miles, baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. Oh, Morgan, one. Kansas. Oh, that's an easy yeah. one.
2: Wizard of Oz.
1: Hey, Scoob, Steve. You're from Florida. Yeah, for me, it'd be Problem Child in Orlando. What's the biggest one, in Florida? you think? I would say Scarface.
3: Because oh, Miami. Miami? Yes, Ooh, true. There's a lot of Miami ones.
1: On uh, in Arkansas, I'm trying to think. A Winter's Bone was a big one. Yeah, I think that was in Arkansas. Was Sling Blade based in Arkansas? Sling oh, Blade. Yeah, so that's probably the biggest one.
0: I was thinking, Walk the Line.
1: But I don't know There it was shot. Wait, based there? <laughs> yeah, based there. It doesn't matter where it's oh,
0: filmed. Oh, it'd be based. Yeah. Oh, oh, it doesn't matter where it's filmed. Oh. It doesn't matter where it's
1: filmed. No, it doesn't matter where it it's filmed. It just has to be set. The setting has the setting to be is in Arkansas. State, yeah. Evening Shade with Burt Reynolds. Oh, I don't know. You remember that TV show? Hmm. Uh, What would be in Arkansas? <sighs> was there anything in Little Rock? Any- Wait. I'm going to go with those two right now. Winter's Bone and... Sling blade. Sling blade. Do you have any other ones on the list? You uh, about? The ones that I have in the, the Northeast, so Massachusetts would be Goodwill Hunting. Oh, Boston, and then Pennsylvania, Rocky. New Ooh, Jersey. Philly. Oh, okay, New Jersey. Oh, let's, let's, let's play this game. <laughs> New Jersey.
3: Jersey Girl.
1: That's not a movie. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, a Kevin Smith movie. Oh, I was thinking Jersey Girl. I though. was thinking Jersey Boys. I've seen yes, I've, I've seen Jersey Girl. Sorry, Eddie. I apologize.
3: <laughs> it's alright New Jersey That's not Jersey Girl, right? Mm-mm. Uh, oh, oh, Karate Kid He comes from New Jersey What do you have? Oh, uh, made in Manhattan That's in New
4: York
0: I think oh. she lives in Jersey
4: Oh, oh nice. <laughs> nice Okay <laughs> What else you got? Uh, G- oh, Garden State I had for New Jersey um, okay. Well, Arkansas oh, It says girl. Thelma and Louise Was uh, based in Arkansas Yeah Um, I don't think True Grit Ooh, Walk definitely. the Line I guess it depends on What you're taste
1: of movie or era a movie is mm-hmm.
4: another one called I'm from Arkansas
1: yeah that's about me <laughs> I did, it was a short film I did it on my phone <laughs> is that it those are the ones I yeah. see that I recognize well check out Mike's podcast movie Mike's movie podcast if you just search for movie Mike you'll see that podcast alright that's all she wrote I think that's it let's see Peter and baby got everything off the list all right, thank you guys. Enjoy today's show. Bye, everybody. we go. Come on, Bobby. Transmitting
3: America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby show.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hey, Amy, how are you?
0: Doing good. How about you?
1: Pretty good. We finished season two of Yellowstone last night,
5: good so stuff.
1: one to go to be caught up. But we're going to talk tomorrow on the show to Ryan Bingham who plays Walker on Yellowstone. So it's tough to interview somebody when you don't want the spoilers. Right. Because I'm a season behind, but you, after season two, like I'm for sure in. Yeah, it took me a little longer than I, than you thought it would, but I, I loved it. It was good.
0: I'm so glad. I love the
1: action now. Like that to me was what was missing from the show was action. Now after season two, it's got action.
0: There's still action in season three. Don't worry.
1: So we finished that. Uh, I got a pulmonary exam yesterday. Which Just is heart and breathing. Oh. And that makes so sense. I, I didn't know. And all of a sudden, uh, Nat Geo called and goes, Hey, if you're going to scuba dive into shipwreckage, you got to make sure that one, that you know how to scuba dive, and two, that your body checks out. And so I've never been scuba diving. So I get on Instagram and I'm like, Hey, guys, I've never been scuba diving. Like, what's this even feel like? And like half of them are like, Oh, you're going to hate it. You're going to feel like you're suffocating the whole time. Uh, so, I, but I've never, has anyone here ever scuba dived? Nope. Yeah. In a pool?
0: Like with a scuba suit or snorkeling?
1: Snorkel or scuba, though? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, snorkel and scuba, but, so with the oxygen tank. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah it's Eddie, a- have you ever uh, scuba'd? Never. I've snorkeled, no scuba. Yeah, I've snorkeled, too, but...
0: It's way different.
1: In one of the episodes coming up, I have to go down into a wrecked ship in the ocean. And so, they, so I had to go get this test yesterday where you get in a glass box, and you shut the glass box, and you put this tube in your mouth, and they go, okay, breathe in, you go... They go, breathe out hard as you can. You go, and then you think you're done, they're like, no, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. And you have to go as hard and as long as you can. And it starts to hurt a little bit. And then I thought I dominated the test. And I was like, boom, still feeling good. How's that breathing? Good? And the, the nurse, it was, it was so funny. She was like, honestly, you're just average. And I was like, oh, no, I'm losing it. I'm getting a little older. Because I, I felt like I really gave all my good effort. She was like, no, you're just kind of around normal.
0: Well, then normal's good because you're normal. But I'm in you're good not- shape. I'm in great
1: cardiovascular shape. I was so disappointed that I was just average. <sighs> I work hard at that. Okay. I work hard just to be average. <sighs> so well, I d- th-
0: imagine what you would have been if you didn't work out. You'd be below average. Uh, <laughs> Look so- at you. <laughs> Look at it that way.
1: <laughs> but I did that? I- I'm pretty anxious about going deep underwater scuba ing.
0: Yeah, that would make me really nervous. I didn't it's even so know. Dark. I had- Right.
1: Yeah, and I'm not quite sure what we're doing yet. They don't tell me way ahead of time because I don't want me to get nervous about it.
0: But how cool you get to go! Do oh no, these like that. the
1: stories that I'm getting that I'm going to be able to learn and the experiences are going to be. I would have never got to do this if it wasn't for a TV show. So, and I can't wait for it to come on early next year. But that I know that one's coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, and then we have the I'm kayaking, training to kayak blind next weekend. There's okay, a blind. That,
0: that makes me nervous. There's a
1: blind kayaker. And he's like world-renowned and I'm gonna go train to kayak blind and then then blindly kayak with him with a helmet That's been blacked out.
3: It's oh, crazy. Did you know that Eddie? Yeah, you told me about that, but that's just crazy man I, I mean, he obviously knows what he's doing. He he's does still blind. That's yeah. scary Yeah,
1: so that's happening I don't want to spend too much time talking about the show But that is what's happening in my life right now. I have to get a hearing test tomorrow for this other thing They have to test whatever's happening and I'm like guys I wear headphones every day I don't know what you, you're not get, if you get average on this, I'll be happy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I saw Sharna is back on Dancing with the Stars. They announced that yesterday. That oh, was, that's awesome. She wasn't on last season, uh, but she's back this season. That's my old dancing partner when we won the championship two seasons ago on Dancing with the Stars. So a big shout out to her. Uh, so, yeah, I had a pretty good day yesterday. All that happened. But, but yeah, anything happened with you?
0: No, I mean, not just my regular life, picking the kids up from school and yeah. the whole thing, which is stressful in itself.
1: You know what I want to talk to you about later is... I know yesterday was your first day back in the the car pickup line.
0: For pickup, yeah.
1: And you said that that's kind of an adventure in itself?
0: Yeah. I don't, it's, people are ruthless.
1: (laughs) Later on today, Raymundo makes a big announcement about his wedding. He's got to uninvite people from the show. And he's going to do it on the air. So, it'll be live. why not? Yeah.
0: uh, Let's do it live. If there's
1: anything Raymundo's good for, it's a good (laughs) bit.
0: Yeah!
1: So, before we do that, Lunchbox went out on the streets and he was walking around asking people their thoughts on being
4: uninvited to a wedding. Here you go. How would you feel if you got disinvited to a
6: wedding? If it was a close friend, I probably would be upset, but I would be understanding because of COVID.
4: Would you still get him a present?
6: Yes. Thank you so Two much. Two wrongs don't make a right. Someone got to be a beat a bigger man.
1: That's the question. Would you still get him a present if you were uninvited?
0: I would. Yes. I will, Ray, if that's the case. I don't think I would. What? (laughs) If I was
1: uninvited.
0: Because of coronavirus. Because of a pandemic. Because they have to. But how come I can't
1: make that level? I might get uninvited today. I'm over here talking like I know what's going on. I have no idea. No,
0: you're in the safe space because you're a groomsman. Unless, I mean, that would really hurt if you got kicked out of that.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I know. My coworker's having a wedding. He's disinviting people to the wedding. Oh, why? Well, he says because of, you know, there's too many people because of Corona. Right, makes sense, makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, is it going to make it a weird work environment? No, no, I always say it's only weird if you make it weird, you know what I mean? Not that you would, but if they make it weird. (laughs) Would you get him a present? Oh yeah. Wow, you're Maybe like you know, like one step down from the present you would have got if you were going, you know what I mean? Gotcha. All right. Thank God. That's all I wanted. I don't even want anything to eat. Oh yeah, no worries. I mean i I love to talk. I'm here for <laughs> help anytime. Are you just going to drive-thrus? Yeah. Yeah. And that's you're where not. you
1: that's where you feel safe talking to folks? Yeah,
4: because you can do it without being close to them and you get good conversation. Is it okay uh, for him to disinvite people to his wedding? Yeah, if they win, they don't want you there. They don't want you <laughs> there. <laughs> How more. would that make you feel if you were disinvited to a wedding?
6: Well, it's just lots at the end of the day, so.
4: Um... You know what I mean? Like, would you be mad at? It? Like, it's your coworker. Like, how would it would it affect your work? Like, what would you think? But at least as long as you still get paid the same, I wouldn't let it assess you out. So I shouldn't. So I shouldn't like show up to work angry or anything. Nope. I think you would anger them more by not caring. Raimundo,
1: my question is: there are you know the group that sits in the room. There's the group that sits in the glass room. They're, they're the core people of the show. Are you going to uninvite people that our audience knows? Yes. So it's not just somebody in accounting upstairs. It's literally people from the show that talk on the air that people know.
0: Yeah!
1: <laughs> Why are you so happy about that? Because, because I mean, it's COVID times. You got to pump it up. Just I mean,
0: embrace what? it. Huh? <laughs>
1: yeah. Speaking of uh, COVID, I was reading this thing on uh, thenot.com, which is that wedding website.
0: K-N-O-T. Yeah.
1: Yes. They said it was their stance that wedding guests should give gifts to a wedding couple, even if they intended to get married during COVID and postponed it.
0: Wait, wouldn't you just get the gift until they, because if they postponed it, it'll happen later and you can get the gift then.
1: They say their intended wedding date is when you should still send it.
0: Huh, interesting.
1: In this age of canceled weddings, do you still send a gift?
0: Once the wedding actually happens. Yes, I don't agree with the whole, if they were supposed to get married.
1: Have I bought you a wedding gift yet? I do not believe so. Are you sure? We can check the registry. We are not fully through the thank yous. So, you haven't you written me one yet? No. I'm usually pretty good about getting on that list and grabbing something. Yeah, but the cool. wedding's
0: not till October. You're good. No. All right.
1: All right. Well, Ray's going to uninvite some people later on in the show. Mm. So, and I don't know that it's not me, honestly. I don't know if he's got to cut a groomsman or two.
0: I mean, he might. Because that's a good point. Like, who, who? If they have to socially distance the wedding party,
1: are you putting your groomsmen in masks? Uh, fiance has been looking at masks. Yes, that are stylish that we can wear while we're up there. Are you having everybody get COVID tested before? Uh, Eddie will definitely need a negative result before <laughs> he's allowed in the chapel. <laughs> but that—that's a different little angle that we haven't thought about. But I mean, who knows? Maybe they require that by then. Okay, we'll find out coming up. <laughs> I was on TikTok last night and I saw a video claiming that the Scrub Daddy was the most profitable Shark Tank product of all time. Are you familiar with the Scrub Daddy? I'm not. What does it do? Lunchbox, are you? Absolutely. Own
4: it. You own the Scrub Daddy. Own the Scrub Daddy. And so explain to our audience what it is. So the original Scrub Daddy was a sponge that with warm water, it gets harder. So you can scrub and cold water, it softens or it's the opposite. But yes, so the different temperature of water, it does opposite things. Awesome. And then they came out with all sorts of brushes and things like that. I am a huge Scrub Daddy fan. Now, I've seen it at Walmart, Target, Walgreens, those places.
1: I didn't know it was from Shark Tank. Like I've seen it everywhere. I, didn't, I had no idea it was from Shark Tank. It's hard to believe that literally a sponge with a face on it, though, would be the most successful product. So I looked it up to see if that TikTok was accurate, Yeah. and it is true. So here you go. Here's the top five. These are the top five most successful Shark Tank products of all time and how much money they made. Number one is going to be the Scrub Daddy, so we'll get to it, and I'll give you the info on that. Drum roll, please. At number five, the buggy beds. Do you know what a buggy bed is? I don't know that one.
0: Amy? Never heard of it.
1: The product is an early detection and prevention system for bed bugs. Oh, okay. All five sharks bit. And international growth has made 1.2 million dollars after the Shark Tank pitch. Uh, number number
4: four is GrooveBook. GrooveBook, I believe, is uh, where you do the photos, where you can put your photos into a photo album. <laughs> A subscription-based
1: service that yep. allows customers to receive a bound book of high-resolution photos taken from their smartphones. That's at number four. Mark Cuban and Kevin O'Leary jumped in that one. A gain of 50,000 subscribers right after the show aired. It was acquired by Shutterfly for $14 million. They made some good money uh. on that. Number three, Tipsy Elves.
4: Oh, yeah. Got it. Go it's ahead. uh, it's funny Christmas sweaters, and I believe Mark Hershebeck is the one that invested. Robert. That's his name. Yeah, yeah. Robert oh, Hershebeck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: and they make. They're cute,
4: hilarious. Uh, They're, it's holiday themed apparel, funny stuff.
0: Pajamas, too, and stuff.
1: Yeah, okay. Number two, I know Lunchbox has this one the Squatty Potty.
4: Squatty Potty got two in my house, and you can get a travel one for your suitcase if you're going anywhere. You can get a travel Squatty yeah. Potty? We yeah, it found. Folds up. We found his specialty. We found what he knows the most about Shark It's Tank.
1: Shark Tank. Yeah. Seen every episode. <laughs> Uh, the Lori Grenier, yeah, bought in for three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Twenty-four hours after the deal, Squatty Potty saw a million bucks in sales. By the end of last year, the amount grew to nearly thirty-three million dollars. <sighs> and then number one is the Scrub Daddy. Scrub Daddy has moved ten million units for a total sales of over fifty million dollars. <laughs> so you're talking about fifty million dollars now. Before the pitch, it had hundred thousand dollars in sales, and Lori Grenier got that. So. She- these sharks are making decent money off that show with these hits, right? Unreal. Oh, it's so awesome.
0: That,
6: that's
1: the
0: time. I need to get me some The some only one that I would daddies. have
1: known is
4: Squatty Potty. Me
0: too. I was looking up, well, and tipsy elves, I know. After I Googled it, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah I've seen that.
4: Anything you'd like to add, Lunchbox? I mean, Shark Tank is amazing. It's the American dream come true, and I still dream about being on that show every day. With what? I still haven't come up with it yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like Mark Cuban the best on that show just because I'm a huge sports fan and know him as owning the Dallas Mavericks. But is that only because of that, or is he generally the favorite?
4: He's generally the favorite. He seems like the nicest guy to the people, but I think Barbara Corcoran comes off as really nice also. And she's great on this show. We've had her on before. Yeah. 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 She's great. All right. Uh, check it out. We'll put a, a, a list of all these products
1: up at bobbybones.com and our Facebook page.
6: Bobby Bones The latest from Nashville
4: and Hollywood. Morgan Number Two's 30 Second Skinny.
2: Luke Combs is dropping five new songs. They will be part of his deluxe album called What You See Ain't Always What You Get. It comes out on October 23rd. Shania Twain revealed on a talk show how Lyme disease changed her life. There was a long time I thought I would never sing again. It took years to get to the bottom of what was affecting my voice. And I would say probably a good seven years before a doctor was able to find out that it was nerve damage to my um, vocal cords directly caused by Lyme's disease. And I was just simply out horseback riding in the forest and got bit by a tip. Tim McGraw shared what fans can expect from his new album, Here on Earth, dropping this Friday.
4: There's some that lean more modern, and there's some that lean more traditional, and everything in between. So I think i really got a pretty wide scope on this record. There's a couple that are really traditional, actually. There's one that's a real sort of throwback to Jimmy Webb and Glenn Campbell that's on this record.
2: And Morgan number 2, That's Your Skinny. Come on.
3: It's time for the good news.
2: With Bobby. Tell
6: me something good.
1: A guy's raising money for a dog rescue by combining his two passions, running, and his three-legged boxer, Lucas, the guy's name is Alexander, He's running 600 miles as a fundraiser for the Adopt a Boxer Rescue in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which obviously helps boxer dogs that have been abused or abandoned. The charity has a special place in his heart because it's where he got Lucas, his three-legged dog. He set off in New York State in his sneakers, and he's going to run from Niagara Falls And he hopes to raise $11,000. We wanted to share it because maybe you can search this out. And if it tugs on your heart, maybe give him a couple bucks. But shout out to Alexander. Raising money for puppies. We love the dogs. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show.
6: Bonehead. Story of the Day.
4: This story comes to us from Chicago, Illinois. Saturday night, a 20-year-old man was like, you know what? I'm going to go get me some money. I'm going to go break into an ATM, and I want everyone to come with me. So he went on Instagram Live and went to the ATM with a hammer and starts beating up the ATM going, look at me. I'm going to get that money, getting money. Yeah, did he? Uh, He got a little bit of money, but he got arrested also. (laughs) I saw saw a clip (laughs) of the stream. He looks right
1: at the camera at one point. (laughs) <laughs> they were like, yeah, we were able to identify him because he identified us for himself for us. <laughs> Crazy that you would go and live stream a crime. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. You were mentioning yesterday that you wanted to get back to the school pickup line before the other moms.
0: Yeah, or dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the people.
1: So, why?
0: Because when you're there earlier, it just it you don't have to deal with the, the the back line like you can get in get your kids and get out it's just a much faster process the later you get there the longer you're there and i got there kind of sort of early but not as early as i wanted and then i got in the wrong lane <laughs> from where i need to be and trying to get over I mean, I had my blinker on. I was inching my way out. I held my window down. I was smiling and waving. Hey, can I get it? I mean, they just straight ignore me. I thought if I'm ever in this situation where I see someone trying to get over in the parent pickup line, I am going to be so kind and generous And I'm going to let them in because I know how it feels. First of all, you feel stupid because sometimes navigating the parent pickup line is just intimidating, especially when it's the start of the school year and things are new. And, you know, there's whistles and walkie talkies and you don't want to be the person to mess up. Well, I was the person that messed up and then I needed over and nobody was letting me over and it was awful. So how'd
1: you finally get in?
0: Finally, I just kept going in the wrong lane and then I get like... Weird looks like are you supposed are you supposed to be rolling in your window? And then the teacher is like, Are you supposed to be in this lane?' And I'm like, actually, no, I'm not. And I've been trying to get over, but I can't get over. And they're like, You're here for Stevensons to share, right? I'm like, yeah, because and then I'm now I'm flagged as their parent who can't figure out how to work the pickup line. And then they're like, Scoot up, We'll get you over. And so then I scoot up and I have to wait. and then they you know, they make the magic happen. Like, they had to block cars to get me over eventually. But no, no parent was going to let me in. And I get it. Everyone's just trying to get through that. It's not fun. But it's, I mean, it can be a total, I don't know how to describe it.
1: S show. Yes.
0: That's exactly what I was going (laughs) to say. But I was like, can I say that? But that is, (laughs) but not, not to say that I know a lot of work and coordination has gone into it on the school's behalf. So I'm not disregarding their hard work. That's not the part that I mean. But- it just can it's be. It's cutthroat, huh? It's your cutthroat. Yeah.
1: What did you learn from that experience yesterday that you can move forward with?
0: That I'm going to let people over.
1: But what if, because here's my problem in traffic. If I see some jerk flying up that outside lane knowing that he's just doing it to get ahead,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not letting him in. If I see someone who I deem, oh, they accidentally are up here and didn't realize they needed to turn, every okay. time I'm going to let him in. But I'm probably wrong in some of those times.
0: Yeah, well, you just that's, that's what you have to deal with. Is take some, lose some.
1: Are you the person that jumps up beside people and tries to pass them to get in?
0: No. If in the parent pickup line, there's only there's only one way in. No,
1: just traffic though. Oh, you not know in traffic. You can go around if you know like how late road am I? Str- yeah.
0: <laughs> how late am I? Because I mean, sometimes you get lucky. I try to look for big trucks because they're slower. Uh, you know, work trucks. Most of the time, if you've got like there's a there's a light where there's a turn lane. And it can be really backed up, but if I act like I'm going straight, and then I pick out the big work truck, normally when that arrow turns green, they're gonna be delayed because they're a big old truck. The and then shifting. I just whoop, zip, zip right in. Nobody was harmed in that situation. Nobody was annoyed. They're not annoyed because they're way back there trying to shift gears. So I'm I feel good. awfully
1: guilty about doing that.
0: I only do it if it's like that. I'm you just not said gonna. How
1: late am I?
0: Well, yeah, because it's all yeah. circumstantial. <laughs> but also...
4: Lunchbox, well, you seem like a guy that would fly up and jump oh, in? Oh, I fly in all the time. Even if I see traffic and I know that the lane ends and I've got to go left, or I am going on the outside lane all the way to, oh, and I throw my hands up. Oh, like, "Ooh, didn't Oh, what you did do so... the I'm
1: sorry, accidentally? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Didn't know.
4: Um. But if someone does it to
1: me, I don't let them over. What about, because sometimes I'll accidentally pull up too far and then I'm in the middle of uh, like a four-way. Like, you can't get all the way up because the line is too much. You're, like, sitting under the light. Do mm. you ever do that?
0: Yeah, that's the worst.
1: That's the worst. You know, how
0: that that's how it feels at parent pickup. That worst feeling. Because everybody's looking up. at you
1: and you're vulnerably just being stared at?
0: Yeah. And then, also, the parents are trying not to make eye contact with you because they know you need over. And they're <laughs> like, mm-hmm, I got in the right lane. Sorry, I don't want to be rude, so I'm just going to not look at you.
1: I lower my head when I'm out in the middle. I don't look around at that's any car. That's how I felt.
0: I felt so stupid.
1: I'm like, uh-oh. Like, I know I'm in the wrong. I know I probably should have sat back and I got a little anxious, a little aggressive at trying to get, and then I just sit in the middle and people are honking at me. I never even look up.
4: Oh, you should honk back. That's when you just let them know. I know. Okay, here, you want to honk? I'll just honk back at you. Like, it doesn't do anything.
1: I don't do it often, but when I do, that's the dumbest I feel on the road Mm -hmm. is when you're sitting in the middle. Okay, so you going back today
0: to pick them up? Yeah, uh, Yeah. I'm trying to think. We have a schedule. I think I am today and tomorrow. So I'll try to be better. I know I'm going to get in the right lane from the get-go because if you don't...
1: Do you remember any of the moms or dads who wouldn't let you in? You hold a grudge and then you're going to make sure that you pay back at some point during the year. Not that I would even think about that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I There did. was
0: a dad in a gray f-150 nice had an american flag patch on his sleeve i don't know what his job is or what shirt he was wearing but i thought oh, god that's not very american of you <laughs> 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 that's how i felt i thought oh, golly you are just two americans trying yeah. to pick up our kids doing the best you can yes. in the heartland yeah and i'm dun, proud ch- to be an american dun, and you're not letting dun,
1: me dun, over dun, dun, dun.
0: golly and then you, once I did get the kids, I thought I was supposed to stop it, to let them in, but you're supposed to pull all the way up, and then they walk to you. And this one woman was like, "Keep it going, keep it." Go-. I mean, I get it. She wasn't yelling at me. She's got a there's a system, and I just yesterday was not my day. It's just not. So today I'm gonna do better.
1: <laughs> I think that's the next song, a little ditty about Amy's car lane. Mm-hmm. She just a mom trying best she can.
0: Yeah. So, let me in. <laughs> I just feel bad for parents.
1: Eddie's still broadcasting from his house this morning. He's still positive for coronavirus. Uh, when are you getting that next test, Eddie? Uh, I'm getting it today, man.
3: <laughs> just doing the same thing. But you're not going to the same place, right? No, I found a new place, so hopefully that's the key to this. But I'm going to go right in. I'm going to tell him immediately when I get there, I need a negative test.
1: Oh, well, that'll do it. That's all you have to say. <laughs>
3: Then, yeah, yeah you'll I surely get it. You know, Eddie, I want to say I mean this sincerely. Like, I miss you, man. I haven't. I, I do too, dude. I, I miss all of you guys. I miss being there. I, I mean, I watch the whole show every day from this screen, and I really miss just with you guys. Well, and not even just work wise, but Kalen and I played golf
1: yesterday. And I was like, it sure well, would be nice to call Eddie this afternoon and play with us. Like, I haven't seen basically my best friend in person in 40 days. Do you want to play tomorrow? I do not. not no, no, okay. not with you. <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> hey, what if we do different carts? People were... No, I don't. Okay, Just okay. as a general rule, I'm staying away. But people were hating on Lunchbox on Twitter and Instagram yesterday because... Lunchbox is like, I don't want Eddie up here if he's positive, and they're saying you're you're shaming Eddie.
4: Right, which I don't understand, and Eddie gets mad at me for it too, but Bobby's doing the same thing. Bobby just shamed Eddie like, no, I don't want to be around you. TM. I'm not and, shaming, I'm just saying I'm not going to be there. Right, and I'm not going to be there either, and I'm not going to have Eddie next to me be- until he's negative, but I'm the bad person in this. I'm not the one that made the decision to go down to Corona Cove and get sick. I didn't
3: decide to do that. See, it, it's it's that comment right there, that, that That just irks me.
0: Well, but Bobby, I think, is the one that coined Corona (laughs) Cove.
3: Yeah, but it was a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, it's because, like, you know, you could get this thing anywhere. And I hate that you guys blame my trip to Florida. But it was your trip to Florida. Now (laughs) I have to jump in. We don't know. You have no proof of that. No, we
0: really don't. But I mean, you went to Florida and then you came back from Florida with coronavirus. I know. know. So
3: coincidentally, kind of crazy.
0: Just a hunch.
1: Well, and then with Amy, I told her yesterday, I was like, hey, I can't get really close to you because our kids are in school every day. Oh. And who knows what they're running around. And if I got it, I do feel like I will be okay, right? I would be sick a little bit and then be fine and get over it. But it shuts everything down for other people I work with if I get sick and can't work. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I know. I understand. Like, I get it.
1: So. Don't be sad. <laughs> no, Eddie, I
0: of what I'm feeling. I, no, but Eddie, I don't No, I'm not going to get defensive about it. It's a bummer, but I totally understand because I want to protect people, too. And I but I also want my kids to go to school. So it's like, I guess it's a risk that we as a family take right now. But I certainly don't want to expose other people.
1: Well, Eddie's at home still. He's getting to spend a lot
3: of extra time with his kids. He has a clip of his <laughs> oldest son. Is that right, Eddie? Yes, my oldest son asking a legit question. Sometimes we're just having dinner or whatever, and they ask me about work and the people that I deal with at work. Okay, here you go.
2: Does Luke Bryan talk like that, or does he only sing like that and <gasps> not talk like
3: that? Like what? You mean like, I believe most people are good.
0: Yeah.
3: He talks exactly like he sings.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, my and, old Bobby.
1: Yeah, and I, get, I hang out with him a, a pretty good amount. Especially on you know working, but um, he talked exactly like he sounds. Mm-hmm. I think so much yeah. so that people are surprised. I think sometimes people meet me too because I don't have a crazy radio voice and I have the same exact voice when I get off the air. They're like, "Oh, I thought you would sound different." No, I don't do any tricks up here.
3: I just talk the way I would if I were talking to you in the car. What were you gonna say, Eddie? Well, I was thinking of, of someone that maybe sounds different. They sing differently and then talk different. Like I think of, like Green Day. Do you have the time? He didn't talk like that.
1: True. Because it kind of sounds British how he sings. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the picture yesterday of Elvis in Chile? Eddie? N- no. So, in, in Chile? Like there's an Elvis sighting? So in the country, Chile, not in a bowl of Chile. So okay. but was he bald? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I saw it.
1: Okay. The whole article was there's this guy that lives there that claimed Elvis moved and you know, Elvis just had a birthday. We talked about it on the show yesterday. And so there was a conspiracy photo of a guy in Chile who didn't want to have his picture taken. And they say it's Elvis Presley. Do you think it looks anything like Elvis Presley? No. First of all, he's dead. I think he's dead.
0: Yeah. But this picture... Do you see it? I don't. At all. I... uh, I thought it was a stretch.
1: I don't. Out of 10, I give this a (laughs) 2. Yeah. A 2 out of 10 that it could possibly be Elvis. What do you give that?
0: You give it a 1.
1: You do? Yeah. What about Tupac being alive?
0: That is a possibility
1: i listened to a whole conspiracy podcast on it.
0: I like, heard he's a chef in, like, Louisiana.
1: No chance. <laughs> T- Whatever. T- Tupac is not alive. One
0: time I was eating at a restaurant in New York City, and I saw a chef that looked just like Tupac, and I thought, maybe he's come up from Louisiana. He's cooking at one of his favorite places in New York. Really small, tiny, quaint restaurant in, like, West Village or something like that. I don't know the name.
1: <laughs> there are a lot of pictures of Tupac mm-hmm. that are surfacing, but once they track them, they all end up being older pictures. Okay. Um, but the real interesting thing was... There's a guy that was with Tupac when he died, right? And he goes, hey, Tupac's alive. We switched his body with somebody else, and that's the body that's in there. And so nobody believed him. But then he faked his own death and and switched and put another body in. So everybody thought he was dead for a while. And he goes, see, look, look how easy it is. And he popped up on YouTube and did it. But then they tracked down all that. I don't think Tupac's alive either. It could happen. But I thought that part was really interesting, how the guy that claimed they switched the body also did that with himself because all of a sudden he died. He yeah. got murdered, but it was somebody else switched it. Oh, that's crazy! And
0: it's like the best form of witness protection. People thinking you're already dead, mm-hmm. and then you're not. I mean, Tupac's probably tired of being scared.
1: I, there's a podcast called Conspiracy Theories. It's, it's a guy and a girl that do it, and they're not conspiracy theorists, but they kind of investigate it. And I listen to the one on Tupac. I listen to the one on, Abe Lincoln and how he was murdered. Um, it's pretty interesting, and they kind of rate it what they believe in it. Uh, Let's do John Party, Dirt on My Boots. By the way, John Party will be playing the Opry. You can watch it this Saturday night at 8, 7 Central on our Facebook page. I'll be hosting it. It's John Party, it's Runaway June, and Pam Tillis. So be sure to check that out Saturday night, 8, 7 Central on the Bobby Bone Show Facebook page. Tiger King Season 2 might be happening, but not everybody's returning. Do you care? No. Me either. Nothing to me, though, just reeks of coronavirus than Tiger King. Yeah, those early days. Right when this thing was happening, I was dialed into that. You know how sometimes food or music just remind you of a time? Yep. Me thinking about Tiger King is me getting freaked out about Corona wave. So you know what? I'm okay. No more Tiger King. Uh, Most people want to come back because they're like, oh, we're now kind of famous. But Carol Baskin does not want to come back. Which, Scuba Steve forwarded me a message from him and Carol Baskin talking because she yeah. runs the sanctuary. She was like, as soon as I talk to the media, I'll talk to you. Oh. Okay. They're like pen pals.
3: They're like BFS for life.
1: They talk all the
0: time. Scuba's <laughs> into nudes. All right, so yeah. she's coming on. <laughs> um,
1: uh, let's check a, a voicemail here. We got this way early this morning. Here you go.
6: Hey, Bobby. I am on a family vacation and we are having a dispute. We want you to settle it. We want to know who sings This is the Bobby Bones Show. Come on, Bobby. I'm saying it's Rascal Flatts. Everyone else says it's a girl. At the end there, let me know. Thanks, Bobby.
1: All right. It's a trick question, kind of. Here's our current top of our jingle. Here you go. Here
5: we go. Uh-huh. Come on, Bobby. Bobby
3: Bones. Transmitting right. across America.
1: Turn it up. Oh. Oh. This is the Bobby Bone Show. Let's go. So this is the Bobby Bone Show. That right there is Shay Mooney. Who also sounds like Gary Lavox from Rascal Flats. But here is the one that also ran until pretty recently.
3: Folks, it's your buddy and mine. Mr. Bobby Bones. let We're across America. This is the Bobby Bones show. That's right. Nah, here he is. Turn it up. Come on,
0: Bobby. Who is that? That's the same person? It's I feel like it's him, but then the come on Bobby is somebody different.
1: The come on Bobby. Sounds like Jana Kramer. I don't, now I'm confused.
0: I Who, hear them all the time and I get confused as well because it's a Are fun they both game.
1: Shay? No, no. One of them's uh, Jana Kramer. So the last part is Jana Kramer. The girl is. Yes. But yeah. who's the guy in both? Still Shay. It's Shay in both? Yeah. He made season one and season two? Yeah. He's that good.
3: Wow. He made both covers. Wow.
0: <laughs> Look at
1: that guy.
3: Whoa. Here's Amy's pile of stories.
0: So there's a new country-focused talent show that is coming to Apple streaming, and Reese Witherspoon is the executive producer on the project. It's called My Kind of Country, and it's going to feature a global search for country music talent.
1: That's pretty cool. I like that they're going out of America. It's tough because country music's not big in a lot of places. That's not America. Australia, it does pretty well. There's some odd kinds in New Zealand. In the UK, almost none. A couple oh, of artists.
0: I thought there was like Asia. Country almost none- no festival there.
1: Well, there is. So that's why they try to take country to like country to country. Um, they go to Europe and they tour it around a little bit. But you're talking about artists that are big, play small clubs there. Yeah. So I think that'd be cool, though. I like the idea for that show.
0: And Reese grew up in the South. She loves country music, so she's here she's-
1: in Nashville. I sat beside her at a restaurant a- during the holiday, randomly. I-
0: I ran into her at the CMAs and mm. Hunter. her. Huh. Yeah. That was before coronavirus. Good oh, thing. <laughs> uh, so I have an Ellen update. You know, there's been the drama with her being oh, just awful to work with. And she's starting to clean house at her show in the wake of the toxicity. She fired three top executives, or at least their parting ways. And then she's moving some other people around. And then she boosted morale in a video call with her crew yesterday. And someone that works with her... Uh, released some stuff to Us Magazine saying that she admitted to having her good days and her bad days.
1: This story can just be over. No. I don't care. Okay. Do you care anymore? I never really cared anyway. I felt bad for Ellen.
0: I do too. Yeah, I know. I just feel like I wonder though if she's, she's like, okay, if I, maybe we're some of the executive producers that she let go to blame for the toxic environment.
1: It all goes to the head. Like, Amy, if you were being mean to people on this show and they were complaining about it, it's my fault. I'm the head of the show. Now, if I get in trouble, it goes above me to our vi- our president, Bob Pittman. You know, if you're the head of the monster, you're in charge of the whole monster. So if that's the case, I know, it's Ellen's it, fault.
0: I know. I just feel like that is also on me. I feel bad that it would affect you, but that, I guess that's the price you pay for being the head.
1: That's the price you pay for creating it, running it, making it. Yeah. yeah. But it's also the burden you love to take because you get all the... Uh, the spoils as well if it works out.
0: I know. I used to always think when my husband, when he was in the Air Force, he would talk about that and even like his dad was a leader of uh, some group in Alaska and there was a crash there and he wasn't even in the airplane, wasn't involved in the crash and like he got he got fully blamed for it and lost his position there.
1: Just because so, he just was because the Just because he was the head. Yeah.
0: Ugh. Okay. Uh, and I have an update on the Golden Girls house. Remember it was on the market. It sold for over a million dollars above asking price. I saw. Which is crazy. And there were some rumors that Betty White maybe bought it.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that rumor.
0: Yeah, she didn't. Some people are wondering if HGTV bought it because they bought the Brady Bunch house back in 2018. But the, the word is that no celebrity bought it. But they spent $4 million to get this house, which is only 2,900 square feet.
1: And it's just the exterior, too, that's on the Golden Girls. The inside of the house was a set in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, the exterior of the house is in Los Angeles. It's oh, not- the whole thing is? Yeah, I've driven by it. It's oh, in Oh, that's Brentwood. why then. It's
1: in it's in LA then. It, that's why it's so expensive. Golden Girls and LA. I was thinking, why would a house in Florida sell that?
0: Yeah, but the specs on it were-
1: I've been tricked.
0: <laughs> no, I'm the, the specs on it were $3 million and it sold for four. So someone really, really wanted it.
1: I'm such a dope to think that the outside of the house was in Florida.
0: Oh, you know, I thought I told you. Because on Roseanne, that it. house
1: was in Illinois. Yeah, and on- And I guess I just am used to a lot of shows shooting stuff like The Office. A lot of that Scranton stuff is in Scranton. But then that real building is in L.A. they work out of, the main office. You can go see it when you go drive around L.A. Yep.
0: All right. Uh, I'm Amy. That's my pile.
1: That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news.
0: With Amy.
6: Tell me something good.
0: This is hilarious and amazing, but residents at Spiritwood Assisted Living Facility in Washington State, they recreated movie posters from classic movies oh, <laughs> back in with the, the day. Oh, seniors. And they made a 2021 calendar using the photos. So there's uh, Top Gun. I'm looking so, at it
1: now. This old guy has a Tom Cruise wig on and a whole flight suit, yeah. Yeah,
0: and then Wayne's World. <laughs> it's Those just hilarious. Ladies. They did the Godfather elf uh, so many classic films, and what a creative idea. Just shout out to this place for thinking of an awesome way to raise money. What are they raising money for? Alzheimer's. Okay, got it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a really funny idea. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over to Amy with The Morning Corny.
0: <laughs> the Morning Corny. I was going to tell a time-traveling joke. What? But- but you guys didn't like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know I love time travel, too. I love time
0: travel, I love time
1: travel. That
4: was the morning corny.
1: That's true. Mm -hmm. Predicting the future. I just want to take a second and talk about our friends up in Iowa. And right now, J.J. Cook is on, who is on 96.5 Kiss Country in Iowa on our station there. Uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City. Like, I love the area so much, and we've been raising money for the area. I got to tell you, J.J., I didn't feel like the news was covering the storm for as bad as the storm actually was. Do you guys feel the same way up there?
5: Yeah, no one's paying any attention. I mean, I talk to people every day, and I have every day since this happened uh, back on the 10th, and no one knew anything about it. I've talked to people and said, what? A storm? It, it, it's been really bad. And even my even family members— they call and say, I heard it was a bit windy. What well, do you think? Yeah, 130 miles an hour?
1: That's what it says here. Winds of more than 120, 130 miles an hour recorded last Monday as the uh, severe storms moved through the Midwest. What was it like at your house?
5: Uh, my house, I, I was very lucky and very fortunate. We just had some roof damage and one tree went down. Uh, neighbors, not so much. Uh, in our, I, I live in a suburb called Marion. Uh, the downtown is like a war zone. Uh, we probably lost about half the trees in the city.
1: Cedar Rapids is one of the hardest hit cities, more than 800 buildings suffering partial collapse of roofs and walls and ceilings and floors. There's just a lot of people that don't have electricity, a lot of people that are struggling right now. And our goal as a show is always to give back in the ways that we can. And so we're currently donating all the proceeds from... There's an the Iowa Strong collection, all of our Pimp and Joy items. You go to bobbybones.com. And we're thinking about you. Listen, man, you know me. I love I love you guys up there in Iowa. Anytime I come up there, it is just the warmest of welcome and the greatest of people. And uh, hopefully what we're doing here to shine some light on it and hopefully be able to give you a little bit of money will help out.
5: And any any help and any assistance would be great. And I do want to do a shout-out to all the churches and all the volunteers. People just working together to get things back going. And, of course, there's been electricians from five, six, seven states away coming in to help get everyone back in power.
1: Isn't it wild, How? And, again, just a tip. If there's traffic and you see an electrician behind you and you're listening right now in Iowa or, or if you're in a storm area, it's almost like you should move over and let them go because they're going somewhere that needs help. You know, we, when we had tornadoes here, that was a thing. I was like, hey, if you're on the road and you're driving, your traffic, and you see somebody behind you that's working on electricity – Maybe let them go through because they got a place to get so they can turn people's power back on.
5: It's been awful. I mean, I've been through tornadoes, been through hurricanes, been through blizzards. I've never seen devastation in such a wide area in my life.
1: All right, man. Well, we're thinking about you. We're going to do what we can as a show to help you out and uh, appreciate what you're doing up there uh, for all of our listeners.
5: Well, we love you too, Bobby. All
1: right, there he is, J.J. Cook from 96.5 Kiss Country. All right, uh, just look it up. We'll put some info up at bobbybones.com.
0: Yeah, I've seen pictures that are up on Instagram, which I'm not seeing them on the news. But then when you go through and see some of our listeners posting, yeah. and they'll tag us with Pimp and Joy or whatever, and seeing it, it's it's devastating.
1: John Stamos turns 57 years old today. He played Uncle Jesse on Full House.
0: Yeah.
1: And Matthew Perry turns 51 years old today. Who played? Chandler. Chandler being on Friends, yeah. So in honor of those two '90s birthdays, I'll play the theme to a '90s TV show. Just name the show. Okay. All right, everybody can play till they miss. Amy, Lunchbox, Morgan, Eddie from Home. Are you guys ready? Ready. Ready. Write your answer down. Survivor Series. See who lasts the longest. Here we go. Number one.
3: It's a rare condition day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page and love and tradition
0: of the grand design some people say
1: alright there you have it pens down let's go around the room Amy
0: Family Matters
1: Lunchbox Full House <sighs> he just played the Full House theme like five
4: seconds ago <laughs> that's why I thought I thought he, I didn't even hear him change it hey.
0: uh.
4: I thought that's what we were doing Morgan Morgan <laughs>
2: I had Family Matters.
4: Eddie?
1: (laughs) That's Family Matters. It's Family Matters. (sighs) Yeah.
2: Ray, could you play Full House again from the
1: beginning? (laughs) Ah, Here's Family Matters. Oh, man,
4: I thought we played the same
1: clip. Same singers, I believe, but not the same clip. Yeah. Lunchbox is eliminated. Next, can you name this TV theme song? Amy?
2: Dawson's Creek. Morgan? 90210.
1: Eddie? I have Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek is right. Morgan yeah. has been eliminated. Yeah. Is that before you, Morgan?
2: Oh, yeah. Way before me. <laughs> I don't think I ever Ray? watched that show.
1: <laughs> <gasps> I feel old. It's way... Like, way. I remember being in college, though, and everybody watching Dawson's Creek. I
0: know, but she was, like, two. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true.
1: Yeah, that's about right. I, when
0: Dawson's Creek started, I was in high school, and she, she was... was, five. She was a
1: child. <laughs> oh, maybe I was in high school too when it started. I don't know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. we had watch parties in okay. high school.
1: 1998 is when it started.
0: Okay, so. You yep. we uh, were six, six, five. Five
1: or yeah, six. Five. Uh, Morgan's eliminated. Can you name this show? What 90s TV show is this?
6: And marriage, love and marriage go together like a horse and carry. I, I tell you, brother, you can't have
3: one without the other.
6: Love and marriage, love and marriage, it's an institute you can't despise. All right, Amy,
0: married with children,
6: Eddie.
3: Married with Children. Correct. Ah, Correct. I ain't struggling it. with that one. That came
0: one. to me at the last minute.
1: See if you can name this one.
0: we got laughs from coast to coast
6: To make you smile A real right look with each of you To capture all that sound You're the rest
3: I haven't heard this song
1: in forever, but I know all the words oddly.
3: Eddie, do you know the words? I I don't know the words, but that's great. This brings back so many memories.
1: Okay, Amy, what do you have?
3: Funniest home videos.
1: Yeah, Eddie? America's funniest yeah. home videos. Nice job. Okay,
3: let's make this.
1: Let's do one more and then I'll make it tough. See if you can name this one. This one's semi-tough. Here you go.
3: When I see their happy faces smiling back at me.
1: Say, I've never heard this theme song in my life.
3: Me
0: either. <laughs> Amy has.
1: Amy has. But I don't know she can it. win it right here. If you missed us, we'll go to speed round. All right. Are you in? What oh, do you have, Amy? Amy, I need to an answer.
0: Family ties.
3: No, Eddie for the win. Yeah, I heard the I heard the name family in there. The word family, so I went family ties. Yeah. <laughs> Seventh heaven.
0: Oh, that's it. Oh. Okay, the next uh. one. Buzz
3: in with your name.
1: Because oh, man. if you get it right, you are the winner. Uh, here we go. Name this 90s TV song.
2: Dream Amy. Amy. Lost, lost. Uh,
1: time. What? Incorrect.
2: No! A- oh, you buzzed oh, in. Wow, you have to wow. answer. Eddie, listen
1: for a minute.
0: Will there ever be second time around?
1: Mm. Eddie, you have three seconds.
4: Tears
3: okay Go ahead uh, uh, I feel like those are the same singers as Family Matters and Full House So I'm going to guess Step by Step Correct That's winner. It. There you he- oh, go There's yeah. our winner Eddie wins again
1: yeah. Yeah. Nice job, nice job Eddie, you win again
3: Thank you that, that,
1: Man, that's two days in a row. I'll take it. What would you like to say to all your '90s TV show
3: fans? Hey, just keep watching TV. You'll play this game in 20 years. <laughs> uh.
1: the Bobby Bones Show. This is pretty fun. On the phone right now is my former dancing partner on Dancing with the Stars, who I saw yesterday was announced as a, another pro this season on Dancing with the Stars. Sharna, how are you?
6: I'm good, B. How you doing? Hey,
1: I'm good. I didn't know you were going to be on the show, and I, I saw the <laughs> Nobody announcement.
6: Nobody knew. <laughs>
1: when did they tell you you were going to be on?
6: So they told me uh, probably about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and I was told I absolutely need to keep my mouth shut, Not i would tell anybody so it could just be a surprise. And it was really hard to not tell anyone, but I'm super stoked about it.
1: You know, Sharna won with me two seasons ago, was not on last season. And so I was sitting there watching. We were in the middle of a break and I was watching to see the announcement. And so I was pumped that you're coming back. What's different about this season than the last seasons because of uh, COVID?
6: There's going to be a ton of things that are different. I know ABC, BBC, they've come up with this major plan, abiding by all the guidelines. We haven't had that meeting yet, but they have assured us all that we will be absolutely safe. Uh, No one will be put at risk, and that is their absolute main priority because it's also a live show. You know what I mean? We want to make sure that everyone is healthy the whole way through. and um, We're also really, really excited that we can have this show on television right now because it's also going to bring a little bit of hope and inspiration when I think people need it. Uh, so I'm super grateful that they've been able to figure out a plan, and I'm uh, definitely excited to hear what that plan is when we have the meeting.
1: I was reading a story saying that a lot of the, the dancers, especially, uh, like, there are, there's a couple that's married on the show, Emma and Sasha, and they have to live apart during the show. Did you see
6: that? I didn't see that, but that's interesting. Like, I mean... I guess in a sense, it makes sense, right? If you would want to make sure that everybody is separated. So if one person may come into contact with it, it's not spreading it around. And so that goes for married couples. Oh, that's going to be tough for them though. That would be rough. When are you going to find
1: out who your partner is this season?
6: I am not entirely sure. I believe in about a week or so, we're going to start meeting our partners. Um, and I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Who knows? I... Um, I have absolutely no hints or clues or guesses on who it could be or, or what type of field they could be in. But in about a week's time, I'm hoping I find out.
1: Well, the last time she met her partner, it was a real gangly, dopey, dorky white guy. and She was like, dear God, <laughs> what? what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> true or
6: false? It was true, but you did claim on the first day we were going to win the Mirror Bowl. And, so, and we won the miracle
1: Yeah, I, so, didn't, I didn't know so how. I, I, <laughs> I hope they don't, listen, this is me talking here. This is uh, editorial. But I hope to God they don't give you a 90-year-old. Because that's just a sentence of going out in the first few weeks, right? If, if you get a Buzz Aldrin or um, let's say they throw in Methuselah, you know, from the Bible. <laughs> and all of a sudden you got a 900-year-old dude up there. Like, you have to also be going, I wonder what kind of person they're going to give me, right?
6: Yeah, totally. I mean, who knows? I've never actually had uh, a really senior partner, so they could do that. They could do that for something different. I've always been uh, with an athlete, someone quite young uh, and able, so who knows? They might switch it up on me. I uh, might get that 90-year-old Bobby. You might have just said it and manifested it into my world. Oh,
0: yeah. unmanifested. <laughs>
6: <laughs> unmanifested. <laughs>
5: well,
0: you
1: heard her. I was young and athletic. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's all she's ever had. So thank you very much.
6: Well, to be, to be fair, B, you're very fit. You're maybe not coordinated with dance, but you were always very fit and able. You know, you were able to handle those, like, 10-hour rehearsal days that we were doing from the beginning, the madness stuff. So well, that, was, that was an
1: asset. I'm excited that you're back. The show wasn't the same Me without too. you last season. And I'm. Aww. When is this thing firing back up as far as on TV? Do you know that yet?
6: Yeah, our premiere date is going to be the 14th of September. So it's like right around the corner. We have got to start rehearsing because things are going to need to start moving.
1: They won't be able to do crowds either. Like the ballroom's going to be different nice. because you can't have. P- the whole vibe's going to be different. But I'm just pumped it's happening. And uh, Tyra is hosting it. Have you met Tyra yet?
6: I met Tyra years ago on a switch-up week when I danced with Niall DeMarco, and she was so lovely um, and absolutely stunning, obviously, in person. So, but I've not had any more time with her than that. I'm super stoked that um, she's going to be there. I think she'll be a really cool energy. I'm excited to see what she does with it. It's obviously incredibly different to Tom and Erin, but um, I'm excited to see where she takes it.
1: All right, Sharna Burgess. She's back on Dancing with the Stars this season. We can't wait to see who her partner is. And uh, we'll talk mm-hmm. to you sometime semi soon. Okay, Sharna?
6: Yeah, perfect. Uh, thanks, B. Thank you, everybody. It's good to chat with you. Good
1: to talk to you. Bye, Sharna. Bye. It's time for the good news
4: with Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Stacey Mason is an ICU nurse in Virginia. At the beginning of Corona, she started no- noticing coworkers having trouble finding diapers, wipes, toilet paper. So she made a little pantry. Take what you need. And other coworkers started bringing things. And when you need something, you take it. Then they started putting ones in the hospital. And now they have spread to all locations of that hospital. Like they have different wow. campuses. And she's been recognized as a hometown hero. That's awesome. There you go. That's what it's all about.
1: That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> Ray, can you give me a little wedding music, please? Go
3: into the
1: chapel and we Well, in October, Raimundo, our audio guy, is getting married. He's been with his girl for almost seven years now, and it is time, baby. How excited are you?
3: Yeah!
1: Well, we've been planning it for a year, so it, we've been in it, the thick of it. So, yes, to be almost here, it's exciting. And they were getting married pre COVID, but COVID has thrown a wrench into it because now it just can't be as big, right? Correct. It was at one point 150 people, knocked down to 100. We even started whittling down to 50, and now we, we've dropped it to 30. Well, so he wow. has to uninvite people. So let's keep the people out of the show first. Let's not talk about us on the show. But who have you had to reach out to that was uncomfortable that aren't a part of the show? Uh, Close friends and then also people in the building. There was an executive, the guy, the head of iHeartCountry, Rod Phillips, I had to have a sit down with him and tell him that he couldn't come and bring his family and kids. A sit down? Did you sit him down or did you just text him? He came in the room. We talked about it for an hour. Oh, N- yeah? Other stuff as well, but that br- got brought up and I said, yeah, that saved the date. It really just, it, I got to kind of take it back. <laughs> you can still keep it on your fridge, but you can't come. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically had to cut it in half again. How many people are at the wedding? 30 total. How many bridesmaids are there? Uh, five. Uh, five or Six. So that's a third of the entire population, bridesmaids and groomsmen. Correct. You and your wife. Yep. Fiance will be wife. Immediate family? Uh, it would just be the people you're in uh, in the same house with growing up. So your parents and a uh, sibling. That's the rule. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you had to be in the same house growing up? Yeah. With you yeah. or her? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so what does that mean for us on the show? Who are you uninviting? And how many, first of all, are you uninviting from the show? Five. Oh That's man.
0: everybody that's not okay. in the wedding Like so if we're not in the wedding We're not invited
1: Well let's see a drum roll please And let's announce the first person You have to uninvite from the show Alright uh, I guess since I'm in the same room as him And he's right here And he's the newest Scuba Steve I'm sorry, you can't come to my wedding. Speech, 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 speech. what do you
3: want to say? That's fine. I totally expected it coming. I wasn't expected to come in the first place, so I appreciate the thought originally. And I totally get it. It's your wedding, it's your day, as long as you are happy. That's all that matters to me personally, and you'll still get a gift from me and my wife. Nice! Love it.
4: High road. Yeah, take the high road. One
1: down, four to go. Ray, who's next? Uh, sticking with the same theme, the room that I'm in right now, it's going to get even more awkward. Uh, Abby. Oh, Abby. I'm sorry. Newest behind the scenes. Phone screener. She's not going to be able to come to the wedding. Dang. Okay. <laughs> Coming in at number three. Uh, also in the glass room, <laughs> <laughs> Hillary. Oh,
4: man. He oh. oh, just man. Picking them off
1: one by one.
4: Oh, <laughs> getting
1: awkward. All right. Two left that Ray's got to uninvite. Uh, yeah, Mike. Uh, I'm really, I really like Mike a lot. <laughs> Mike D. <laughs> but, and there's, there's really no hard feelings with this one. But Mike D. I'm sorry, dude, but you can't come to the wedding. Wow. Well,
0: there's no hard feelings with any of them, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like uh, it's well, coronavirus. But yeah, here's, here's what
1: I see. I see there are two people left, but one spot. It's either Amy is still invited and Morgan number two is still invited. You're correct. Yeah, that's what we're down to right now. You had to make the decision to cut one of these two. Yeah. The number one person eliminated from the wedding is Morgan, number two. Oh, she has been eliminated.
0: God, this game.
1: Morgan, how do you feel?
2: Oh, man. I mean, I'm bummed because it would be so fun to watch Ray and Laura get married, but I am still excited for them, and they will still get a wedding gift for me because I totally understand.
1: So why did Amy make it if she's not in the party? Like, I'm I'm a groomsman. Lunchbox is a groomsman. And she's not in Bay. Laura's, why did Amy get there? Do you together?
0: want me to pass out uh, something? You want me to be an escort or what are they
4: called? <laughs> yeah, be an escort. <laughs> no. That's a great idea. Perfect. You know what what I do I they mean? call it? Lady of the Night? Can you <laughs> maybe be one of those?
0: No. Hey, what do they call that? I know. You
1: know? I probably probably usher. a weather. I'm not okay. sure.
0: Yeah, or pass out the. Pamphlet.
1: <laughs> How did she make it, Ray? Yeah, Amy and her husband are just really close with me and my fiancé off air. Maybe we don't talk about it as much, but we have a really close relationship. And we've done some really sweet things for each other. I mean, our relationship goes deep, so there you go. So she's still in. She's the only one that's not part of a party... And isn't living in the same house with one of you two. Correct, yeah. How do you feel about that?
0: I Thank you, Ray. I'm, I totally understand if y'all have to do another cut, because coronavirus is crazy. You would still get a gift from me. Uh, you and Laura are special, and I'm super happy for y'all, and I'm glad that you're still able to get married. And that is the only thing that matters, Yeah. because lunch I know how much she wants
4: So this. there's going to be more people standing up at the front of the wedding than there are, are going to be in the crowd? I mean, probably, dude, it's COVID. (laughs) What do you want? Everything to be traditional in a perfect form of a chapel? I don't know. I love that you're
1: still getting married. Me too. Love that you're not delaying it. It stinks that you can't have normalcy. uh, All of us are missing normalcy a bit here. Um, There are times I get to start feeling awfully lonely too because I'm just not going anywhere, right? Yeah. Um, And I I don't have it bad compared to others. It stinks, but I love that you're still having it. Yeah, just with the vendors, and we had to downsize the uh, reception tent and also the transportation, so... Uh, because of that, you could only do 30 people. Wow. That after party not going to be very fun, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think it just turned into some drinks. Yeah. And maybe some high fives. That's about it. No, no, high, high fives. Five. Yeah, no, high fives. Bist bumps. <laughs> high fives is the worst thing to do. Otherwise, you have some drinks and spit in each other's mouth. That's about it. You know, just hang out. Uh, all right, Ray. Well, thank you for the update. Yep. Any chance it gets cut down even more? No, nah, that's it. And it's for sure happening now. We're able to do with the city and whatever the mayor has to say, the guidelines. We followed it. So there you go. Okay. There's an aggressive turkey in a California city, and they're, they're searching to find it. Apparently, this thing has been extremely aggressive toward folks. Listen, I, I can't fight many people and win. I can fight a turkey and win. Like, put me up against that turkey. People are so scared of it here. Here's a clip.
6: We would watch Gerald up there in the tree. He would. Sing his song really loudly
3: for the whole neighborhood to hear. Gerald is a turkey and a moody one, at least lately. He's a longtime resident of Oakland's Moorcomb Rose Garden, a park that was recently closed for a time because Gerald was too aggressive.
6: My daughter once said that a friend had visited her and had gone out onto the street to her car and Gerald attacked her car. Gerald's behavior only
3: <laughs> turned sour recently, but enough so that the city not only closed the park, they hatched a plan to have
0: Gerald relocated.
1: So they had to get rid of poor Gerald. They closed a park. Oakland. I looked up Oakland on Wikipedia. Oakland has a long history of violent crime, especially homicide, shootings, robberies, and burglaries. But they're all butthurt over Jared the turkey. (laughs) Aw. Did they find Jared? Because I don't think they have yet, right? Jared's still on the loose? All right. Free Jared. Also, send him to a sanctuary or something.
0: Aw, a little turkey sanctuary.
1: (laughs) You kind of have your TV plans for tonight? You going to watch anything?
0: Mm, Outcry.
1: You know, Caitlin was talking about that on Showtime. I guess you got her on that. Yeah. I knew the story already. I didn't realize.
0: I mean. Because he's from where we was, grew up in Austin. Like in Central the Texas. Austin news. I don't remember it at all. So, but like 2013, 2014, you would think even maybe we talked about it on the show back then in Austin. Like I heard uh, uh, Bob Cole's voice doing something mm-hmm. and he was on KVET for years and years. So, I mean, it was definitely a high profile case. In Austin. And then we have the last episode. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I have episode five. It's a five-part documentary. And that's what we're going to do tonight.
1: So tell our listeners, I don't know if I have Showtime. Some, somehow, Caitlin was watching it. She loves it.
0: Yeah, it- I think you do have it because she got it. And I asked her if she had to do the trial. Because what they do <laughs> is they get you because episode one is free. So you go on Amazon Prime and it links you with Showtime. And it's like, watch episode one now. So you click on it. And then it's like, to watch episode two, get your Showtime subscription. What? <sighs> so we got the free trial for a month.
1: Well, what is Outcry?
0: It's about this uh, football player from Leander who got accused of sexually uh, molesting a four-year-old boy.
1: And then you're finding out through the docuseries. He went to jail. Yeah.
0: For And then you find out, okay, did he really do it? and who the other suspects were and then kind of what what happens to him. Because he was 18 years old. He had a football scholarship to UTSA, promising, you know, career in that sense. He loved football. Next thing you know, he's in jail as a 18-year-old. And I guess we just hit, for episode five, I think he's 24 at this point. So it's following, they interview him in jail and all. they follow him all along. So it's just crazy to me how it was handled with the Cedar Park Police Department. No offense, Cedar Park, but it's crazy to me. Hmm. It well, does.
1: I'm not watching anything that hardcore. I'm, I'm on season three of Yellowstone, which, by the way, tomorrow, Walker, Ryan Bingham will be on early on the show. Right. Uh, so I'm watching, I'll have to watch season episode one of season three. I got some more of upload to watch. I just watched Popstar, Never Stop Poppin'. I don't know what that is. Andy Sandberg. It, it was like, out like three or four years ago. It was like a mockumentary based off of Justin Bieber's mockumentary and boy bands. We're going to talk about, about it on the Bobbycast. Documentary?
0: Well, remember Justin Bieber's documentary? Yeah. It well, was, you said it, his mockumentary on What's well, a like mockumentary
1: on Bieber's documentary? Gotcha. Ish. Okay. But in this, Andy Sandberg was in a boy band and he leaves to go and do his own pop career. And so they're documenting his record coming out. Mm. Eddie, did you watch it yet? <laughs> I did. I did. Okay, we're going to really like go into it on the Bobbycast this week. I thought it was... Can I say one thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. It's I'm going to so say stupid. this. One of the funniest <laughs> mockumenters <laughs> I've ever seen. I thought it was so funny.
0: Okay. I'll have to check it out.
1: So just on this show, I'm going to give it four and a half pop stars out wow. of five. Wow. Wow. I loved it. I thought it was so I love Andy Samberg too. That's I think high. It, and okay. the songs they made for this movie are so funny. <laughs> yeah, they were good. Yeah. But we're going to review that on the Bobbycast. Me, Mike D, and Eddie all this week. So, i uh, going to do that. I don't really have any intense shows. I started watching Last Chance You. That that I think Lainey or La- whatever that last season is. It was only okay. People say I should go back and watch the first.
0: I've only seen the first one this some episodes from the first ones and it was good god last year makes me think about this guy yeah they went to jail He, was la- he could end up at last year you. i mean lunchbox what do you give it i give it four f- potential high school football players <laughs>
4: What, outcry? Out of 5 yeah, I get it four you, you, and a half out of it. five. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah. Well,
0: but
1: when we say we like something that's sad, it doesn't mean it's we ho- like what happened. Exactly. Right, like I like the Ted Bundy show, but I hate that he murdered all those people. And people will get on Facebook and be like, How can you like something that's so terrible? I was compelled by the content. You freaking psychos who get on social media and scream at me for everything that I say.
0: Yeah.
1: You're gonna be the death of this show.
0: To be clear, we hate what happened to these children, but the way they put together the documentary to follow the journey over the course of the years and then the different I mean, it, oh the twists and turns, like yes. crazy.
1: And Morgan, captivating. What, what are you watching, Morgan?
0: I just finished binge watching Once
2: Upon a Time and it was great. It was on ABC for seven seasons. It's about like fairy tale land, but a twisted version of it. Where basically all these people in real life are actually fairy tale characters, but they're under a curse in our real world.
1: 78% on Rotten Tomato.
0: My daughter likes it.
1: Mike D was telling me about a movie he was watching on Netflix. It was on Netflix? Yeah. And it's a superhero kind of movie, and so it has a weird premise. So what's it called? It's called Project Power with Jamie Foxx. Project Power. Yeah, so they take this pill that gives them superpowers for like five minutes. That's the premise of it. It's kind of like a superhero movie, but like a lot of action. But but the pill gives you a superpower, but for five minutes. Just five minutes. How do you yeah. get the pill? It's like basically like a drug. People are selling it illegally. Ooh. See, that sounds good to me. That that I love superheroes. I love. And how long is the movie? It's like an hour and a half, right under an hour and a half. Perfect. Now I think even talking. like an hour twenty. Would I like that? I think you would like it. What's it called? Project Power. What'd you rate it? I gave it three point five out of five. Ooh. Can kids watch it? No, it's rated R. Uh. Mike's like it's illegal drugs. And yeah, he's like, can kids watch it? like, it's illegal drugs and prostitution. Okay, you think my kids can watch it?
0: Hey, no, they said superheroes. Oh. Raymundo, what are you guys watching over
1: at your house? Yeah, we're locked in on Big Brother three episodes a week, all an hour. So that's pretty much the time commitment for the TV watching. You watch three hours of Big Brother a week, huh? You have to to keep up. You don't get bored with it? No, they 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 do really, really well with the production and editing. You get the interesting stuff. They film them 24 hours a day. There's got to be something interesting that happens.
4: Lunchbox, you watching anything? Uh, we are in Big Brother, first season ever watching it. It's a little slow compared to what I'm used to, like Survivor and The Challenge, but it's still good, and we just started Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, it's funny. That's Andy Samberg. It's, it, yeah, yeah, we're a couple episodes in. Pretty funny so far.
3: Eddie, finally, I'll go to you. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm all on Yellowstone, so I can't wait to see what happens. What do you mean you're all on? Last time I heard you had watched one episode. Well, I did, and then I couldn't watch shows the last two nights, although I did watch that Pop Star one. But I'm back. I'll start Yellowstone again tonight. Wait.
0: And mean, then he's like, I couldn't watch anything, although I did watch this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, he, we watch Popstar as kind of a, like a something for
0: work. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That yeah. makes yeah. sense. But yeah, he's only seen one episode of Yellowstone. But you got to get in, Eddie, because I want to talk but to you I'm about But
3: I'm in. It. I'm committed.
1: I'm committed to watching the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> in a segment yesterday, we asked folks, what shows did they just give up on? Or did they just abandon? And for me, I gave up on This Is Us. I didn't mean to, but I just stopped watching it. And then I, here we are seasons later. I'm like, dang, I wonder why I stopped watching that show. Here's Casey from Spring- Springfield, Missouri.
3: Uh, My two would be uh, The Walking Dead
4: when they started doing the split seasons and also uh, Prison Break. I feel like those two shows have dragged way too far.
1: The Walking Dead was one of my favorite shows for years. Stopped watching after like eight seasons too.
0: That's one I forgot that I abandoned and I abandoned and hell, what? Prison Break is still going?
1: I think they, did they come back? Or maybe they didn't. Or maybe just quit on what you liked.
0: Okay.
6: Hey, Bobby. Mine would be shameless. Uh, I watched the first season, started the second, stopped watching it completely. Don't really have an interest to start it back. Don't know why I stopped, but that was one of my shows.
1: (laughs) All right, here's someone named Caitlin.
6: The Vampire Diaries. I'm super salty about it because I miss it, and I've seen people post about it. So now I have to go rewatch it and binge all the seasons just so I can complete it.
1: I never watched Vampire Diaries. Morgan, that seems like it would be up your your alley. (laughs) Did you?
2: I haven't watched it, but I've gotten a lot of people pushing me to watch it. It has, like, I think 10 or 11 seasons, and I don't know if I can commit to that.
1: Uh, there are currently six, seven, eight, eight seasons of Vampire Diaries, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores are incredible on it.
2: Oh, maybe I need to actually get in that binge.
5: The Americans, it just got so hard to uh, follow, and it got a little confusing for me. I had to give up on it. It
1: definitely got a little hard to follow sometimes, but I loved that show. Slow, but it's about... A married couple from Russia that are spies against America, but they've put themselves into American culture and you don't know they're spies and it's like they're just waiting to get activated. Pretty wild. And apparently it's based on some real stuff from that era in the 80s.
0: Mm, Crazy. Yeah. Did you ever watch it? My husband watches it and likes it.
6: Hey, Bobby. I was watching Gotham on Netflix, and I love the show. It was a great show, but for some reason, you know, life just happens, and you get tired up doing other things, and I just totally just forgot about watching Gotham. I really need to get back into watching it, but I love your show. Listen to it every morning on the way to work. You guys are great. Y'all have a great day.
1: Appreciate that. And by the way, you can call us for this or anything else, 877-77-BOBBY you see the house that they're selling that has the jail built into it? No. Well,
0: that's crazy. It ha-
1: has all these jail cells in it.
0: Who, who goes into the jail?
1: What do you, well, back in the day, it was, it was used. It's in uh, Fayette, Missouri. It's listed for $350,000. It features two bedrooms, two bathrooms, a full basement. And inside the basement, it has nine fully operational jail cells. Complete with steel bunk beds and toilets. The house that had at one time been used to house prisoners, although they don't know what law enforcement agency ran it. But the home's in great shape, it's, but would it bother you that it was once used as a prison? Yes. Well, if you loved everything else about it except for the jail cells, would you still buy it?
0: I guess I could, but then I would want to gut that part, because that would creep me out.
1: I mean, it's real life like bars.
0: Yeah. No, I'm picturing it. And not nine little toilets. <laughs>
1: that, that would definitely be the thing everybody would want to see if they came over to the house. Hey man, can you show me that prison? I'd be like, yeah, walk in here, check it out. Boom. That'll lock them in. <laughs> That'd be fun. I would
0: keep eyes on whoever buys that. On you that. know? Like, Ooh, who's interested great. in buying that and wanting to have jail? Like, they should, if you buy it, you either need to gut it or we come and check on the basement once a week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. You're a freak.
0: I'm not. Yeah. You've no, been watching
1: it just, too much of these freaky shows. Oh, it
0: just concerns me uh-huh. that if someone finds that to be appealing, that maybe they have pe- things they want to lock up.
1: No, I know. And you're the person who thinks about that. What are you thinking about?
0: I don't want the house. <laughs> I just said I don't want it. It's all not right, me.
1: Right. That's what's up. Thank you, guys. See you tomorrow on Tomorrow Show. Ryan Bingham, who plays Walker on Yellowstone. He'll join us early, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
5: The Bobby Bones Show